welcome to the King Speed Podcast. My name is King Ray. I'm King K. All right, so uh, today we're going to be talking about a few different things. It's going to be kind of a rougher episode, uh, you can say, as we kind of test things out, see what works for the podcast and what doesn't. So we're going to be covering a few different topics, as well as some of our recurring segments, uh, what's worse, and you can only choose one. But we'll get to that funner stuff later in the podcast. Uh, so up first, we're going to be discussing kind of some hot topics, probably the second hottest topic on social media behind the Popeye's chicken sandwich yep. situation. Oh, boy. Which I have yet Ooh, to boy. taste. Is it really better than Chick-fil-A's? I don't, I, I don't want to say yes. I don't want to, but right. we'll, we'll cover that next time because that's – ooh. I tried to get one today before – before we started recording, they're sold out. <laughs> I was wondering when I drove by, there was no line. There's only like two cars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I'm, they just, ran out. maybe I'm lucky. So I walked over there, and sure enough. To sum it up it in out. a quick sentence, if you want something wholesome and simple, you go to Chick-fil-A. If you want to be punched in the mouth with flavor, you go to Popeye's. See, the Chick-fil-A thing, we already about to get off topic, but real quick. Chick-fil-A to me is overrated in terms of like their overall food. Mm-hmm. The fries are good. Yeah. I love the fries. All stuff. It's the customer service that yeah. really puts them up because so if we individually buy like their actual like food content, I guess menu mm-hmm. would probably be the actual word for it. Chicken nuggets. I'm going to McDonald's first anyway if I want some nuggets. Okay. And the chicken sandwich. I always like Wendy's. Like the Asiago, the spicy Asiago, flames. And that's really it. The salads are good at Chick-fil-A. Well, that's why I said, like, simplicity. Like, if you just want something simple and yeah. you just want a chicken sandwich, nothing over the top, nothing under, underrated, Chick-fil-A all day, all day. They do hook you up. They got my breakfast it, order one yeah, time. It, they gave me three mm-hmm. coupons for you, free breakfast sandwiches. And it's the consistency. Like, I, it's not too often I have Chick-fil-A that – is like hit or miss. It's usually like the same level of good every time I have it. I guess that's true. We're like McDonald's, you never know. Yeah. And the Popeyes around here is trash. Yeah. And Hawaii is legit. This one is trash. The only thing <laughs> saving it is this chicken sandwich. Because mm. prior to this, that parking yeah. lot was not busy. Oh yeah. But all right, so we'll we'll save the we'll save the Popeye's chicken sandwich for the next episode when I have a chance to taste the deliciousness of it it has to be spicy by the way it's gonna be spicy it's the only thing i eat at popeye's <laughs> popeye's mild is low-key kind of trash is it don't like it's too mild there's most no, most people have been trying like the mild no flavor most people have been trying the mild and they're like oh i don't see what the hype was but you gotta try the spicy yeah. so actually i watched that um so there's like a podcast slash youtube series mm-hmm. uh, righteous and ratchet and they did like a taste test and one of the guys got the spicy. The one got the, the other one got the regular, and that's kind of what he was saying. Mm-hmm. He was like, "It's good," but like I'm still kind of leaning towards Chick Fil A. And then they gave him the spicy one, and he was like, "All right, it's yeah, it's different hands game, out. completely it's hands different out game, <laughs> completely different game." All right, so uh, what we're gonna get into first or second because we got sidetracked about food, and I'm hungry again. Uh, is Sony Studios deciding to ruin? The lives of Marvel fans 
across the world yeah. by taking the Spider-Man property back from yeah. from Marvel. Uh, so apparently there was a disagreement of sorts uh, in terms of who was going to get what compensation, what production rights. There's all types of rumors online. Yeah, a lot of percentages with money. Yeah. But so what what I heard most recently is that based on the, the previous deal between Sony and Marvel, Sony was getting 100% of the profits from or the, the revenue from the Spider-Man movies. And Marvel was getting the uh, merchandise and comic book revenue mm-hmm. from the property. So based on the success of the Spider-Man movies since they've been associated with the Marvel uh, MCU, they asked for a renegotiation to kind of split it 50-50. And Sony said no and just stole it back. Yeah. When I first heard it, I also it's like reading this thing where Tom Holland would no longer play Spider-Man. Surprise, surprise. Which is what really broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, the Spider-Man movies with him that don't necessarily associate with Marvel mm-hmm. are really good. He's probably my favorite Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Andrew Garfunkel or Garfield First or whatever that is. Don't he's, disrespect him. He's right. a little, he's a little Andrew goofy. Andrew Garfield. Whatever. He's a, I he's, thought he was a good he was, he was He was better than Tobey Maguire. I'll give him that. He was better than Tobey. That's because well, they got Tobey Maguire as a 38-year-old high school student. Yeah. In the Spider-Man movies that he yeah. played. And then we get the Spider-Man 3 with whatever type of dance, emo dance scene. Yeah. <laughs> was in that. Yeah, we didn't deserve that one. But... It's it's kind of funny to think about it. I mean, it's it's funny, but goodness, doesn't make you want to puke when you think back to it. But that's what I, so what I'm saying. So outside of Marvel, they're still good with Tom Holland, mm-hmm. but apparently he's still going to play the character. There's um two other movies kind of in the works, two or three. I think they switched from doing planning a trilogy, which they already done two, to doing four instead. <laughs> So, as long as he's in it, I'm yeah. good. Well, I mean, we'll see, we'll see because he might not like dealing with so- just purely Sony. We'll see. Okay, so there, but aside from the disconnect in the Marvel, and we'll get to the Marvel side of it in just a second, and stick with the actual Spider-Man movies for for a minute. For like some of the ideas that I've heard, are that they're still going to do the Sinister Six movies. Mm-hmm. Right, there's going to be the crossover between Tom Hardy's Venom mm-hmm. and the Venom verse, or whatever they're calling that franchise, and the Tom Holland Spider Man. Okay, so and then there's another one that's real crazy. I'll talk about that in a minute. For the, the Venom and the Spider Man, Venom's a great villain. I don't want to see the Tom Hardy Venom and the Tom Holland Spider Man in the same movie. Why? Because I I like Tom Hardy, and I like Venom. Mm-hmm. The Venom movie is kind of trash. Yeah, I heard it was uh, pretty mediocre. I didn't get to see it, but I heard it was mediocre. I right, Maybe trash is probably too strong, but it was... Underwhelming. Yeah. It it switches very quickly from... But it wasn't his... rated R, was it? Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah. Okay. It was. Okay, then yeah, that's a problem. I'm pretty though. sure. I'm going to stick with, yeah, it was rated R. Some folks definitely got chomped up in it. But for me, it's there's like a real quick tone shift 
in the symbiote's character mm-hmm. in the movie where like he goes from being this like all out killing machine to all of a sudden him and Tom Hardy are Working like together. best friends and you know buddies to the end yeah kind of out of nowhere I guess they had to f- fill in a lot of gaps really quickly, so that's why that happened that's super probably, fast. Because I think over the co- in the comics book, it happened over a period of time. Yeah. So, and that's my concern though, because by the end of the Venom movie, he's pretty much a good guy. So, I think they're going to be hard pressed to have a conflict. We'll have a a solid, believable conflict between Tom Hardy's Venom and Tom Holland, uh, Spider-Man, unless like carnage is involved, which could be the case based on like the end, like end credit scene for Venom. So we'll see how that works out. But, uh, and then they also talked about the Sinister Six movie, like whether that's a standalone or incorporates Tom Holland, Spider-Man yet to be seen, I guess for that. We'll see how that goes. Some of those Sinister Six villains are dope. Some are, were cool in the 70s and 80s, but not so much now. But what's most exciting is a live-action multiverse. Ooh. Yeah, so you, you saw the, you saw the one with the, the Miles Morales one? Yeah, that one was dope. I was, I was yeah. very satisfied with that. So they're talking about doing a live-action version. They don't mention Miles Morales in it, which but if they don't include not? him, yeah. I'm going to be real pissed off. Yeah, how could you not, though? I'm still going to watch it, but I'm going to be mad about it mm-hmm. the whole time. So they're talking about Tom Holland Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, all in the same movie. As long as they don't make Tobey Maguire depressing, I'm straight with everything. I don't think he will be. I think he'll yeah. be. He'll play like the older version, yeah. like was played in the in the comic, mm-hmm. not the comic version, but the Miles Morales the animated. Version. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm okay with. I'm cool with that. I think that would be dope. Yeah. Because it makes sense. Because like I said, he was like 30-something trying to play mm-hmm. a high schooler. I'm like, nah, nah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that really worked. So I'm excited to see that if they do it. Whether or not they'll pull it off, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sony's been like hit or miss. It's yeah. like a nice way to say it. Same thing with Fox with like the X-Men movies. Yeah, I think, I think Sony is good. Very good at making up their own stories or like taking the small basis of something mm-hmm. and making their own own story from it. But as far as altering a entire story that's already there, yeah, is a little troublesome from them. Like this thing is already cool, but how can we make it cooler? And then it just ends up being a little whack and out of whack at the same time. Because the basis of X Men doesn't need it doesn't really need anything to be added. You you hire good actors, you put what needs to be put in, put in, and the movie will pretty much make itself. Yeah. But Sony, you know, no, it wasn't Sony. I'm not Sony. Uh, Fox needs to put their own twist on it. Yeah, yeah. Fox needs to put their own twist on it, and they're like, you know, they end up with just a hot mess. Like watching. The X Men. I don't like any of the X Men movies. Me I know a lot of people like some of them. I don't. Like Wolverine. I don't like any of them. I heard uh, Logan was good. I heard Logan was good. I couldn't even get into that. Dang. I started watching it. I was, man. At that point, I was. I like Hugh Jackman as yeah. Wolverine, but 
Hugh Jackman said I'm not the investing all, in the character at that point. He so. said the only way he'll play Wolverine again is if Marvel takes over. Yeah, watching the old depressing version of Wolverine, <laughs> who I'm not already sold on in this <laughs> film franchise, didn't excite me, so I turned it off. <laughs> and it was free, so that tells you oh where my I'm gosh. at in terms of watching this movie. But um, it's the same thing with like Fantastic Four. They're oh, jeez. They're not good. It's almost as if, like... They got to say they have a team of five writers and you know producers or whatever, mm-hmm. right? One of them read <laughs> read all the comic books and like cartoons when he was younger, and is well versed in it. Mm-hmm. The rest of them didn't. And every time this guy tries to say that they're doing something wrong, he gets like outvoted. Or they're like, you know, tell us what happened in the comics, and then he'll tell them like, okay, we like that, but hear us out. What if they did that on top of this? And then it just ends up, ugh. And I felt, and for, like, Fantastic Four. Wait, the uh, Michael B. Jordan one or the one with the, with the Captain them, America? Man. Both of them. <laughs> they just weren't, they weren't acting well. Yeah. I feel like that's part of the problem. It's kind of the same thing with, and now we're about to switch properties entirely and talk about DC for a second. Like, Green Lantern. To me, Ryan Reynolds was a great Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Everything else was trash yeah. in that movie. Yeah, there's no other redeeming quality. Yeah, the uh, special effects movie. in that was probably some of the worst special effects I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because they blew half the budget on his suit, which didn't need to be CGI. Yeah, I mean, of course, I needed to have elements of CGI, but yeah, not entirely. But all right, so we'll go back to the original point, and that's the villainy that Sony has uh, embarked upon here. Marvel, how do you think this impacts them? So, I mean, Marvel is, of course, incorporated into Disney, so I think they'll be fine. But my thing is... Financially, yeah. Yeah. But let's think... All right, so now we roll into oh, phase yeah. four. Yeah. They can't even mention the mm-hmm. character. How do you go from him being a primary element of both the in-game and... The events that, you know, the, everything that happened in Far From Home where Tony gives him the glasses. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. We're probably spoiling some stuff, but that's your fault for not watching already. They'll probably just say he turned it down and decided to go to high school and be, be the neighborhood well, Spider-Man. They literally cannot say Peter Parker or Spider-Man. Or they're just going to say that one kid that helped us. Where's the web kid? Anymore. They'll probably say, where's the web kid? Or probably games like that. Something. <laughs> they'll, they'll figure out some way to say that he, he's just he's just going back to high school. It's, it's, it's going. It, it'll be interesting. I mean, they may just have they like you know based on business, they might just have to figure out a way to come to an agreement. And this might just be you know that's the aftermath Sony's, right. That's right what now. Sony's saying. But they're also saying the reason that there was like a disagreement was over production rights. That doesn't make any sense to me because everyone knows that Marvel is responsible for yeah. like the success of this yeah version of Spider Man. And that's where that's where I blame Sony. That's where I blame Sony. Like. That's not that's not sugarcoated. They made it good. Marvel made it good, and they deserve some of the money. But they don't they don't need like Marvel doesn't need half. I mean they're under Quite Disney true. now. Well, so apparently the Sony had a counteroffer. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. and Marvel turned that down. So then Sony backed out. So they should have. They should, so. Yeah, they should have just took that because to me, Frank, you think like Sony seven, doesn't know what they're doing. Seventy five, twenty five. Yeah, Sony doesn't know what they're doing with Spider Man. If, if if Spider-Man was solely left to them, it'd probably fail if it wasn't if they didn't get twenty five or thirty tries to get it right. And then Marvel, they have an abundance 
a vast amount of money thanks to Disney. But to be fair, on Sony, uh, for Sony's part, for Spider-Man 3, all they need is a good villain. Yeah. As long as they have Tom Holland, Spider-Man instead. Yeah. All they need is a good villain. And they're talking about going with um, Craven, the hunter, mm-hmm. as a villain. Which could be cool because he's unique, and I think that makes like for better yeah. Marvel villains. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing... Uh, is his name the green goblin yeah i want something different jamie I mean, fox jamie fox was close but his his villain was close did you but hate electro the jamie fox electro yes i hated why everybody does i'm trying to figure out why i think it just seemed forced like because jamie fox is a funny guy i've never really seen jamie fox as a villain so for him to be a villain seemed a little forced, at least to me. Yeah. Like there are some people that can just that that could that aren't he's played, evil he's in real life. Less than honorable characters before. Yeah. I think they could have if they could have uh made him a little bit more of a sympathetic figure, which I think I think they tried to do mm-hmm. kinda in the beginning of the movie and it was just got rushed. Yeah. Which happens. But his voice also, cause from what I remember, his voice was like. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Like, either make his voice sound really, really evil in a cool way, or just let him have his regular voice. I think it's pro- we can probably admit, though, that Electro not working wasn't i don't think it was the movie's fault necessarily i think jamie fox just didn't do a good job yeah as a character i mean i didn't hate it like everybody else i thought he looked cool yeah oh yeah without a doubt i think it's just the 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 face and the face and then the acting itself all right and so just uh once again to veer off topic um another villain that's kind of outside that round. What about Jared Leto? Oh, as a Joker, Joker? In Suicide Squad. Oh, wait, he's he's gonna be the Joker in Suicide Squad. No, I'm saying he played the Joker in Suicide Squad. Oh, Jared. Okay, the, I'm thinking of Walking Phoenix. Okay. Um. So if he had been, if he had been it from the start, and it hadn't have been kind of. Uh, so you think like the Jack Nicholson Heath Ledger influenced that too much? No, 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 no. I'm saying like if if Heath Ledger, so Heath Ledger, Jack, Jack Nicholson all had their time, right? Yeah. Let's say they ended it. Yeah. And like, okay, everybody, we're going to start a new Joker. Yeah. And they started a new Joker and they didn't try like to modernize him with all the tattoos and the grill. So you think they just went too far trying to yeah. make him. Like if they had gave him the bare bones and the basics and said we're starting a new Batman yeah. completely, you know, like actually give us a new Batman and give us a new Joker. He would have did good. I think if it was like a Batman like movie mm-hmm. and he was just the main villain as yeah. that version of the Joker, mm-hmm. I think it probably would work better. Yeah. But to be honest, he's really the only thing I like about that movie. Yeah, he was aside from Will Smith. That that, that he was yeah, him and Will Smith, they were planted in those planted I in love those that version of the Joker. Yeah, yeah. That laugh. Yeah. That laugh was maniacal. And I like the tattoos and the more of a underground crime lord yeah. type vibe that he which had. is what he would be now yeah or i mean in the future from from now on is pretty much what he would be okay all right so we'll go all right so back to back to marvel 
uh, and kind of the aftermath of the in-game, in-game movie. What do you think about Anthony Mackie as, or not, well, what is, I'm drawing a blank on what his freaking name is. Falcon going to Captain America? Yeah, but Falcon, like, what's his actual name? Black dude. Falcon. Black, token black dude. (laughs) Yeah. Captain America. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but it's like my thing is, Same. He's never really seemed super to me. He's never like done anything super to me. The only thing that I like from the last few movies that have become memorable is yeah. from Endgame where he stuck his bird wings in that dude's <laughs> chest. That's it. That's it. Like his physique is man, he's not really that good looking of a dude. And he hasn't like they I mean, granted, I don't know if they've given him anything Dang. special to do as far as like I don't know if it's the movie's fault that he just, just hasn't done anything but yeah I mean but still he has to do something badass at least once to say oh he did something in this movie in this movie in this movie in this movie I don't, I don't think for Captain America he has to be like the badass mm-hmm. to take over as Captain America I think it's the other things that you associate with Captain America okay you know whether that's like the honesty, the loyalty, the overall like, yeah, what is it? Whole glory. Yeah. I can't even think of the. He still got to. He still got to be able to fuck it up. The though. crystal and look clean. good doing it. He might. We don't know. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. He might, but I, I, I like right now. I just can't. I can't see it. My thing is one thing that I haven't seen anybody really talk about. Captain America is more than just a shield. Yeah, he's like a legit super being. Mm-hmm. Super soldier. Uh, Falcon ain't. Yeah. So he and might have a shield, yeah, but say. as soon as somebody swing on him, yeah, it's, supposedly it's a they problem. De- so supposedly, supposedly they destroy the serum. So I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how Marvel is going to play this or not, but supposedly they they destroyed the serum. So the yeah. only thing, the only option would be to maybe make him a suit from like the Iron Man stuff. That's it. Because yeah. otherwise he goes from being one of the strongest characters. Well, Captain America goes from being one of the strongest characters in the Avengers to not so much. Mm-hmm. In no. fact, he might be the I, weakest physically. Yeah. I would like for them to... It's have, basically like you being Captain America. Oh, thank you. Like it wouldn't. He's probably a little bit better shape than you, but still. Anthony Mackie? I just mean like the character himself. Oh, yeah, Anthony no. Yeah, yeah, Captain America would crush me. But... I would like for them to, I would like for maybe like a villain to yeah. have had replicate the super serum and then they have to go get the super serum after finding out that somebody replicated it or them and a villain are racing to get the serum. And yeah. Then I mean, they might. It. That would be cool. I would be okay with that. To me, what tells me Marvel has no real faith in this like character switch is the fact that he's not even getting a movie. He's going to be a TV show on their streaming service. Yeah. What is it? The, the, it's um, Winter Soldier and Falcon or something yeah. like that. I don't think he's the lead name in that. Mm-hmm. So obviously Marvel doesn't buy yeah. it too, too much. All right, before we spend too much time on our nerdiness, I guess you could say, let's talk about kind of what you want to talk about today, and the the country, the country music situation. Mm-hmm. What do, you, what do you have to say about that? So don't get it wrong. I'm a, <laughs> I love country music. Yeah. I love country music as much as I do R&B and hip-hop. But 
you we you know you can't deny that you know blues influences R and B. You can't deny that poetry doesn't hip, hip, influence hip hop. And at this point now, like country is starting to run out of people that are just listening to country. Like you know back in the back in the sixties. In the fifties, you could find people that only listen to country. Oh, from a like a fan perspective. Yeah, yeah, you can find people that only listen to country, but nowadays, that there are more white people listening to hip hop and R and B than black people, and some and some well definitely buying it. I think buying it a hundred percent mainstream. Yeah, hip hop maybe, yeah. but they're still getting into it. They still have a taste of yeah, it. Yeah, they like definitely. it, and they like it. So it's like it's like with Putin. Putin realized that. That hip hop was so influential yeah. that he couldn't control it. That he had to, he had to, I guess, wade it into the direction that he would like. Like he literally said, "I can't control." He's talking Russia right now. Yes, yes. I, I'm. Putin literally said, "I cannot control hip hop." Putin. Yeah, y'all have to look it up. He he did a. It was a whole press thing on it. First of all, that would be a dope soundbite, like on somebody's album. It's just Putin talking about he can't control hip hop. It's, it's, and then they just like rip into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so country mm-hmm. is getting to the point where like they need something new, they need something fresh, and they know it. That's why uh, they're. I don't think country's hurting though. N- they're not hurting. They're definitely not hurting. Like I said, I love country. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with anything. Was doing something fresh or new. And so you're basically saying like, you're talking about the like the fan perspective. You're saying that in order for country to like still be able to capture that audience that's maybe listening to other genres yeah that is starting to influence like, yeah the hip-hop is starting music. to influence yeah country music because okay. like when you have midland midland they still make just like straight country music just yeah. straight love love songs and you know smoking drinking and all the other good stuff and then you got a you still got Kidney Chesney around and uh, Alan Jackson. First of all, you just said Kidney Chesney. Kidney Chesney. Kenny would be Kenny Chesney. <laughs> and uh, what's the dude with the red beard? You, he does Outlaw Country, you said? I can't remember his name. I just went Luke to his Combs? Concert. Luke Combs. Luke Combs is amazing. He just went to his concert? Yeah, he, he's you not even. invite me? Wow. Okay, cool. You didn't even know his name. I know his he name, doesn't use so any hip-hop or R&B. Luke Combs, if you're listening, I'm the actual bigger fan. <laughs> So just we'll see, but he doesn't. He he doesn't like having his music, and I love his music. But then there are you know, at least a dozen other artists that do it once at least. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. But there are people that are saying that are like saying that no, this is just a hundred percent country. There, like there's Blake Shelton songs. I think you're probably like you're probably gonna get a bigger argument in terms of what people are classifying as country because i know like a couple like yeah there's pop country, country fans that will you know classify it as pop country or country yeah. pop and they hate it and then rock country yeah but it's still technically country yeah it still starts with i mean just like hip-hop fans have to do with mumble rap being associated yeah with it. it's still it's still categorized as country like you find it under a listing yeah. as country so it's it, it's hard to say that I'm basically what I'm saying is hip hop and R and B is a lot more influential than people are leading it to be. Yeah, like all over the place. I mean, even in even in Korea, I didn't realize how much Koreans love hip hop. Yeah, blew my mind. You know, speaking of like influence 
we have a friend I'm not going to call out right now on this podcast, but he told me that rap is based off of rock music or that it comes from rock music. One, well, one, that's wildly inaccurate. It started in the, <laughs> it started in the Bronx. Okay, I mean. It started in the Bronx. So he it? references that the, um, the Aerosmith and Run DMC mm-hmm. walk this way. It, it, so if anybody can't, or obviously you guys can't see this right now, but the look on his face is exactly how I feel <laughs> about this. That, saying, that's saying, saying. That, saying that was the start of hip-hop. Hey. Hip hop and R and B is like saying Geo Metro was the start of cars. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I'm telling you, somebody told me that. But no, and I had the same opinion. Hip hop started in the Bronx at least seven to ten years before that. That's yeah, probably more than that. I don't know. Well, it stemmed from poetry, but we gotta get our non-existent research staff on that. Yeah, we'll see. But that's definitely not it. That is a hundred percent not it. Because I mean, you think about where it's think about. I mean, rock music comes from uh, blues. Ar- blues and arm. Yeah, blues. And yeah. where does blues come from? The swamplands in Alabama. The devil's music. Yeah, yeah, that's what some people call it. Did you see that documentary on? I'm about to get sidetracked again. The documentary on Netflix. Mm-mm. Um, Muddy Rivers. Is someone Muddy Rivers? Mm-mm. Right. Let me make sure I'm saying that right. Do your research, that. people. I did. Hold on. Before you make wild accusations saying hip hop starter from uh, Aerosmith. Muddy Waters, my bad. Run DMC. I said Muddy Rivers. It's kind of the same. Waters and Rivers. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a documentary on Muddy Waters. It has like the um, quintessential blues person. But it's really interesting. I liked it. But no, that is, just in case anybody else is wondering, that is not absolutely not where it started. Search, you know, Google is your friend, people. I'm going to start saying that. Google is your friend. I'm going to start telling people that. These people are probably going to give you the same look I gave you. The Aerosmith invented rap music. They'll probably throw up. That's what I'm saying. When when he listens to this podcast, he's going to have some words to say to me. But it's, <laughs> it's, still, it's still funny to me that he said that. So are you just saying that it's, that hip hop and like R and B are just not getting the credit they deserve. For I think they are now. They're definitely they definitely are now. Like even there are either, even some older people yeah. that listen to hip hop and R and B. I'm just I'm just saying something that I don't think has been said yet. That One thing that I think is interesting about that though is that when you think about country music and you know kind of the areas of the country that it's most popular in, mm-hmm. maybe their feelings towards like the the black community for that genre to be influenced by music from the black community or black culture. Yeah. It's pretty ironic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that the artists who are using it. Hip hop also had to uh, travel from the Bronx all the way East and then back around the New York to be heard at this, uh, I'll have to get you the name later, but it's a, it's pretty much a ritzy event. That's only people have only listened to opera, opera and like other, like, like not hardcore, but, uh, it be like highly influential songs and hip hop was just like influenced it. Well, hip hop was just, just started being listened to it. It's in the, it's in upper Manhattan. What? Yeah. So there's a 
kind of like let's say a cinema, a cinema that only played. I feel like I know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but I also feel like that's not hip hop. No, it's hip hop. It's, it's definitely hip hop. I'll get you the exact name and the exact hip hop song, but there's a cinema theater. I'm, I'm thinking that's like. Not to argue with you, mm-hmm. but that's a similar story in terms of how blues became popular on the radio and started to influence a lot of rock musicians was that it was played at one of these like theaters. Someone had one of the old, mm-hmm. not cassettes, because we're talking way back in the 30s or whatnot. Yeah. But um, they had like some music. It's like one song. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, not one song. I think it was an entire album, actually, that they played and that was broadcast and then people just fell in love with the with the music so i don't know how it happened but i all i know is that this theater has only played like certain types of music yeah and just recently they started like listening to hip-hop within that theater you're saying currently yes oh okay i thought you were talking about like back in the day oh like, no this is like within the last 10 years what i mean i guess you, you can start to see like it influencing well not start because i'm sure it's been but um, more popular at least on a more popular Ooh. stage with like hamilton yeah. In terms of Broadway and musical theater. Yeah. Well, so. and Putin actually went to his first hip-hop concert. What is that with Putin? Do you want to just do an episode on Putin? Well, I mean, hey, <laughs> that'd be something to do. But no, like, he's not, I mean, there are other dictators that, like, actually make rap, that have actually made rap songs. That's how influential they think hip-hop is. Name one. Uh, Turkmenistan, I think is the name of the country. Yeah. The dictator there, he did one. What's his rap name? MC Turk? I have no clue. I don't I don't I think that's know. actually some of the rap. But name. then Thailand, the people of Thailand and then the government of Thailand are both making diss albums against each other. The government of Thailand. That's what I said. No joke. <laughs> what? We about to I'm about to look this up. We're about to talk about that. Yeah. That's the latest. Mm-hmm. That's too funny, actually. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's in uh, so like within within the um, the people's disc to the government. Yeah, the last uh, the last verse of one of the uh, rappers was saying, "And our prime minister, kind of annoying." That's it. That's that was, it. Was the hardest disc they had? No, no, no. That wasn't the hardest, but no. that's what that's what he that's what he decided to type to top the icing on the cake with. What you gonna say because. History of diss tracks in America a little bit more severe yeah. than that, but well, Spain is also is. like in Spain you can go to jail for uh, mentioning like the government in certain ways. Literally go to jail if you're like, and then now now they're like starting like this revolt with hip hop. Hip hop out here causing problems. Starting no starting no won't be none. I blame mumble rap. Yeah, we can always do that for it. I feel like you like trash people too. No, no, I do not. You don't. No, you like Gucci Mane. I do like Gucci Mane. I cannot yeah. abide by that. I'm sorry. That's no. Gucci Mane, Joey Badass, Kendrick. I used to like Drake. I don't know about him no more. Uh, Breezy, obviously. Uh, oh, speaking of, hold on, hold on. Before before we go into our uh, one of our segments here, that has to do with rap music. The other day, I asked you to name some of your all-time rappers. Will Smith. You, you Will included Smith, right? Will Smith. Yes. Now, before you Big before you tell me why, I'm just going to say, as a kid, I loved Will Smith. First of all, I love Will Smith now. 
but I love this music because mm-hmm. he didn't cuss. I could sit in the car, just wrap it up without having to edit myself when my mom and dad were around. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. But if I'm going to come up with a list of my all-time rappers, it's not going to have Will Smith on it. So can you please tell the people why you feel like he's an all-time great? So during the time when Will Smith decided to rap, before he decided to be an actor, mm-hmm. just purely an af- actor, from what I can remember, I mean, I was born in 92, but from what I can remember, gangster rap was the shit. Gangster rap was the thing to be. If you wasn't gangster rap, you was, you. I mean, what were you doing in all honesty? And then it kind of came in with the Tribe Called Quest and Talib Kweli and stuff like that. But, like, at the time when Will Smith was rapping, I could have sworn it was, like, the gangster rap era. Let's see. Hold so, on. I must say, so for Will Smith to have done as well as he did, and you don't stumble upon, you know, three hits, one being, like, these, one of the best summertime songs point blank ever by accident. It's a dope song, by the way. No, he said that he, first of all, wow, that was loud. If anybody can hear that, I have uh, four kids, and they're really loud. And they also don't respect the fact that I'm trying to do something. So we're just going to act like they're not here. It says that he started in the late 80s. So, yeah, I guess that's right. Gangster rap was starting to pick up. I say, when the fuck the police come out? I have no idea. I think I'm it came old. out in the late 80s. But, yeah. I'm only 21 years old. <laughs> For it. To, for him to do as well as he did and still yeah. be, like I said rem- Summertime is still to this day one of the most rememberable, rememberable Summertime songs ever okay. for him to do as well as he did when he shouldn't have done because of everything else that was going around him like you said I he mean, did it rap still other cleaner acts yeah point. but I'm, I'm not saying like he's he's at the tippy top of the list but he's on the list you're not gonna show LL Cool J some some love I never really listen to old. I mean, LL Cool J to show him that much love. To be honest, I'm not gonna say he shouldn't be up there. I just haven't listened to him that much. Me either. I just have a certain soft spot for him. So my mom used to call me that when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> so, a certain soft spot for him. Not to mention that he's bald and brown like me. <laughs> and I also have an issue of licking my lips way too much. So I'm basically his twin. I was like a combination between him and The Rock. <laughs> Just a sprinkle of Kevin Hart's hilariousness and Will Smith's all-around awesomeness. That I'll give you one. that one. I'll give you that one. Yes. Y'all heard it. It's official. He's the first member of my fan club. <laughs> all right. So you you gave a, an okay case. I mean, it's your all-time list, so I just thought it was hilarious to have Will Smith on it. That name stuck out super hard on your list. All right, so we'll we'll get into this this next segment. We're gonna play a game here. You can only choose one. So a lot of people are doing the one gotta go. Mm-hmm. So you get four choices. Mm-hmm. You kind of narrow it down to to the one that you're gonna get rid of. So we're gonna do it the opposite way. I'm gonna name four all time greats. Okay. And you're gonna tell me which one you absolutely have to keep. Okay. You gonna let the other three go. Okay. And that includes everything they've done. Are we just purely going off of rap? Their rap like track record? Or you like can base influence? it off whatever okay. you want to. All right, cool. The influence on you, their music. Some of them have movies that they've been in. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. 
But keep in mind, if you don't keep them, that's everything associated with them is gone. Okay. All right, so we got Jay-Z, Tupac, Nas, and Biggie. You can only choose one. So who would you get rid of first? Nas. Why? The only thing I remember about Nas is Ether and One Mic. Not to say he wasn't great, but those are the songs that like really stick out for me. And as, as far as like doing stuff for like the hip, well, the black community as a whole. You said everything's gone, right? Yeah. Then yeah, he's got to. <laughs> he just feel like he didn't do he's, that much. <laughs> he's out. All right, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that extreme with it. Nas, you might have done something. I don't know that I'm not tracking, but he'd also be my first to go to. Oh, you can hate me now is a dope song. <laughs> Yeah. Forgot about but that. he also decided to be a extra in Nicki Minaj's song. So, he, yeah, he's got to go for that one. Are you trying to hate on Nicki right now? I'm just saying he's got to go for that one. For being an extra. Dang. Okay. That's me. You can support Nicki like that. All right. Who's your next to go? So, your first to go was Nas, and my first to go is Nas. So, we got Jay-Z, Tupac, and, Tupac and Biggie left. Who's next to off your list to go? I say Biggie. Mm. Mm. That hurt my heart. I hurt my heart. All right. Why? Like I said, his his flow is amazing, and his flow his flow is amazing, and his word wordplay is amazing. Yeah. But what has he done for the, like the black community? I don't know of anything. Ouch. Ouch. All right, so for me, between Jay-Z, Tupac, and Biggie, the next one to go, Tupac. Why? I'm just, his music is okay. His movies, Juice was good. Juice is a classic. I don't really care too much about the other ones. Poetic Justice. I'm not going to just watch it on a regular. Yeah. I'd watch Juice if it was on, which is on all the time. But I'm not just going to be like, oh, man, I want to see Poetic Justice. I don't want to see that. I saw it. And then from music, I mean, he got some hits. You can't deny that. Mm-hmm. California Love, that's probably going to be Dear Mama. the one that hurts the most for me. to. I mean, good song. California Love still my favorite two-box song. I don't know. Hit him up is pretty funny. One of the best diss songs ever. Had the best beginning from what I can remember to any diss song ever. That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fat shaming. I don't support it. That's why he got to go. He got to go just because he's out here fat shaming. So, yeah, two box gone. I don't even need to justify anymore. I'm supporting the fat people. <laughs> All right, so you got who you got left? You got Jay Z and Tupac left. Mm-hmm. Which one are you getting rid of? So next will be Tupac. He can be second best. Okay, but Tupac. So that, my uncle, my uncle was murdered back in 2001, and yeah. all all he listened to was Tupac. And so a lot of what I remember of my uncle, aside from like just stuff that's purely himself, is Tupac. And on top, on top of that, like I love Tupac's music. Yeah, and it's like, like I said, Dear Mama, I love 
California Love, of course, I love. So Many Tears, Brenda's Got a Baby, and uh, Round and Round with uh, Humpty. That was way back. Way back. That's like baby Tupac. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, he, he, Tupac didn't make it to the final, but he, he'd definitely be. Like, obviously, he's hard to get rid of for me. Yeah. But Jay-Z. Jay-Z's the last one left. Why did you, you choose him to keep? Well, so I think if Tupac had lived longer, he would have done okay. more for the yep. black community than he was able to. I've heard and that. that's that's why he was last because he did like while he was alive he did try to you know uplift black people when he had the chance. So I heard that like when people are showing Nipsey love, R.I.P. Nipsey, mm-hmm. when people are showing him love, it's always a comparison with Tupac. So not just the California thing, but what he's trying to do for the community. Yep. And the thing is, when people are saying that Nipsey might go on to be overall more influential than Tupac, because Tupac was. There's a lot of like what he wanted to do for the black community, whereas Nipsey was doing mm-hmm. some of the stuff that he wanted to do. Yeah, I think so. Tupac was getting ready to start just when he died. Yeah, but you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> dang, dang. <laughs> All right, so Jay Z's the one that you you got to keep. Yep. All right, so I got Biggie and Jay Z left. I'm getting rid of Jay Z. Why? Biggie's my dude. He's my favorite New York rapper, hands down by far. I would say this. I would say the same. Like I said, I would say the same. If if Biggie had, I'm not sure Biggie would have done anything for the black community. But if he had been alive long enough to, yeah, do it, then he would have made it. Am I as deep as you? If I'm looking at this list, I'm I must say you said all around though. I mean, hey, I said you could you could look at it however you want to look at it. If you want to do it that way, I'm just looking at this list. I'm saying, all right, if I had to choose one album to listen, just in to, case anybody's wondering, my it's our wives be a are white album. Our wives are white. I mean, so I'm not a Black Panther or a five percenter. I'm I'm half black. I don't care. <laughs> From Southwest Virginia, so. Dude, I want. That's where The Rock lives. The who? The Rock. The Rock don't live in no dang Southwest Virginia. Uh, southeast. No, sorry. South. He don't live. South. He lives. He lives out near Goochland. Disregard him. I swear. Disregard him. I swear. If I had a Bible, I'd put my hand on it. He lives out in Goochland. Well, a little bit why west of Goochland. Live? He has a all horse right, farm. We about to pause. So I'm gonna explain why B is getting capped. But first of all, why would The Rock live in Goochland, Virginia? Ask him. He he legit has a house. He might have a house, but I guarantee he ain't staying there. Staying there. Why would you buy a farm and not live there? Cause he's rich. He can do what he wants. Yeah, that's true. But supposedly that's that's where he that's where he lays his head most of the time. That's what he said. When he say that. All right. While he's over here looking up his research, he's probably about to go build a website and put that information on there so he can confirm himself. But right, I'm keeping it Biggie. So I love Jay Z, but like I said, if I'm looking. At an album that I want to play or albums I want to listen to, it's going to be Biggie albums over Jay-Z albums. You can fight me. I don't care. I'm keeping Biggie. Jay-Z got to go. You find your information yet? Well, stuff that's coming up is stupid shit. All right, so he didn't find it because he's not going to find it. So anyway, all right, so you can only choose one. You chose Jay-Z. I chose Biggie. Sorry to everybody else. So. What? There he is. 
for years. My home for years now. Hold up. Hold it. Hold the phone. I'm about to Yeah, boy. Coming in clutch. Yep. The Grace Saber G has quietly become a home for years now. And Oh, and that's this year. He's been there since, I think, about 2017, 2016, 2017. I saw him at uh, uh, Gold's Gym out, in, uh, out near uh, UVA. I cannot believe this. I knew Virginia was the greatest commonwealth <laughs> in this nation, but I didn't fully know Don't why. Don't tell Massachusetts that. Except that it birthed the one true king. And that's me. But now that The Rock is there, we're just better. And we're Breezy, better than anyone else. I said Breezy lives like 20 minutes from them. Don't say that. Don't shh, don't talk about that. <laughs> like I'm claiming him right this second. But No Guidance is dope. If anybody hasn't listened to that or seen the music video for that. Yeah, No Guidance is pretty good. <laughs> All right. So you, you kept Jay-Z, which feeds into our next topic here. So the Rock Nation partnership with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Are you tracking on that? I am. What do you think about it? I'd like to hear your thoughts first, and then I'll I'll tell you mine. So for me, I think people are kind of jumping the gun, mm-hmm. right? So if we look at the reason that Cap and Eric Reed and these guys, and Eric Reed's one of the people that I think are jumping the gun. Absolutely. Just came out the gate swinging, basically, verbally, not like physically. Mm-hmm. At, at Jay-Z for doing it, calling him a sellout and all that good stuff. But for me, when when folks were kneeling, they weren't protesting the NFL. So yeah. what's the like what's like what's the bad on. thing yeah. about exactly it's about bringing you know shedding light on social injustice. And they did. Not the NFL and they did. They, they accomplished yeah. that. Yeah. Obviously it killed Kaepernick's career from a football standpoint. But he good. Yeah, he good. I still wish he had a chance. But for people to come at Jay-Z and Rock Nation and call them sellouts, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't, yeah, I would say so, too. I mean, first of all, because the man hasn't done nothing yet. No. <laughs> like, 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 call him a sellout in a year. No. If he hasn't done anything, call him a sellout in a year. Like, so, like, for... Even like, all right, so let's say in a year... He doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Or the you don't NFL see. The NFL doesn't really change. Mm-hmm. Well, the NFL how, shouldn't change. How is he a sellout? Yeah. That's what I don't get. I, I don't understand how he's a sellout. Because I feel like people are saying that, okay, he's taking, he's partnering with the NFL. He's taking the NFL's money. So then that makes him a sellout. Well, I think it's because. I uh, don't see cause, anybody. Because Kaepernick doesn't have a job still. Okay. All right. But hear me out on this. Even if Kaepernick doesn't have a job in a year's time, which, to be honest, he probably won't. He just won't. Is he better than probably some of the 32 starting quarterbacks? Yeah. Is he better than the 32 backup quarterbacks? Most definitely. Is he going to have a job? Probably not. It's not going to happen. But for me, how can we call Jay-Z a sellout? Are we calling any of the NFL players sellouts? They're, They're taking, still taking that money. money. Yeah. Some yeah. of them aren't kneeling. Eric Reed, last time I checked, when he lost his job in San Francisco and he felt like he was being blackballed by the NFL and 
all this other stuff. He re-signed with the team mm-hmm. and played last year. And best believe, if the NFL wants to fuck you, they will, regardless so, of what team you want. And the thing is, like, Eric Green was, you know, one of the big Kaepernick supporters and one of the original people to, to kneel. Yeah. He took NFL money, too. Mm-hmm. So, he by that, by his logic, then he is also a sellout. Right? So, what I think is kind of in agreement with what Killer Mike is saying, right? Jay-Z's trying to give the black community a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Because as it currently stands, the only black representation really within the league is from the Players Association. Mm-hmm. So I'll read you what I what I wrote down. Okay. I think that Jay-Z is positioning himself in the right place to continuously say the right things pertaining to injustices on a larger platform. The only other platform that is larger is video games. So I think he's just strategically placing himself in the right position. Okay. I mean, my thing. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say mm-hmm. that maybe that's what he's doing, right? He wants to, like I said, have a seat at the table, be in those rooms, maybe give the black community some type of representation on the on a business level, not just hired help level, because that's essentially what the players are, if we're mm-hmm. being honest. But even if he doesn't do anything for the black community in this position, I don't necessarily think he's wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't say he was. He's I wouldn't a, say he was a sellout because it's not about the NFL. Yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, yeah, it's not about the NFL because people's main thing with the NFL and like they're gonna boycott the NFL or whatever. Yeah, I understand where the NFL is coming from because, regardless of what the player body looks like from a race perspective, the fan base. It's a majority of the people who maybe were not so keen on having the NFL be kind of like that um, protesting platform, mm-hmm. right? Which I don't agree with. I don't think people kneeling necessarily is going to affect the game you're watching because it's a game. Yeah. But I can understand them saying, okay, we don't want players kneeling because it's hurting their money. Like, me and you spent some years in the Air Force. We're not going to get away with kneeling mm-hmm. when we're in uniform. And we get paid far less than the NFL mm-hmm. players do. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think it's necessarily wrong for the NFL to say, you guys can't kneel. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, it's not. It's, so, I don't even think it's the best way to protest. Especially having as much money as the athletes have. I think now it's an ineffective way, but I think initially, yeah, when when, but, he, when he does it, mm-hmm. when Kaepernick does it, and it creates kind of the stir that it controversy, does, yeah. then he's able to express why he's doing it. I feel like that was it. effective. But at the same time, you have enough money to make it up to Capitol Hill at that point. Yeah, with a with a team of lawyers. That's true. That will pro- that's and I'm pretty, pretty much there. I'm pretty sure there are some black lawyers that'll either do it pro bono or far less than what they would normally ask. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, even with that, the social issues or social injustices that, like, are being discussed and kind of rallied against, it's not that simple, Mm -hmm. right? Because some of the things, in my opinion, some of the, the things that have happened were situational, 
and some of it is just you're not going to be able to root root out all these people. Oh no, with it, issues, evil will always be everywhere. Yeah, like in terms of you know racist ideology or whatever, people can hide it. I'm pretty sure me and you have run across people who were who are racist in the service, mm-hmm. but we don't know that. Yeah, because they hide. It's the same thing. Like I'm saying, black folks been eating Papa John's pizza for I don't know how long. <laughs> I still ate it a couple weeks ago, so I'll never get on the the protest bandwagon because I understand the thought process behind it. Right, if you want to hurt some of these places, you you know you go for the the purse strings or something like that. Mm-hmm. You go for the money. All right, I don't think it's all that effective on the scale that we see it. No, I mean, like I said. It would, they would be much more effective if they went up to Capitol Hill with a team of lawyers and said, this is what we want to happen every time somebody is killed. Black, white, Mexican, whatever. Yeah. This is what should happen. And this is like the law. Like here's an army of lawyers saying how to do it. But I don't even think those are federal regulations, though. What do you mean? I think that a lot of the... A lot of that is going to be at the state level. Well, I mean, yeah. just I mean, it doesn't have to be Capitol Hill. Just somewhere. Yeah. Like take lawyers... They're, 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 basically, what I'm saying, there are far stronger things to do to get stuff, you know, hitting and moving yeah. than just than kneeling. Yes, that's true. Like, for me, what I like to see is, all right, we know that there are, there's inherent racism, mm-hmm. you know, in our society and in some of the social constructs that we have in this country, rather than fight it from a legal perspective and wait for things to happen for us, I think we have to be more proactive because that's one of the things that kills me the most when something happens or people are feeling a certain kind of way, mm-hmm. they hop on social media and it's like they're they're begging for change. They're begging for someone to come into their name. Not everybody. So before I finish my thought, not everybody is this way. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But they're they're begging for change. They're asking for people to come into their areas and 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 do something about it. Why can't we do it? That's the that's the, that's areas. the million dollar I said that's the million dollar question. Why like so I think one of the biggest issues that people bring up against, especially like black people, is like, why can't y'all help each other and why can't y'all help yourselves? Yeah. And me personally, I've never been like that. But as a black community, I don't know why. I don't know. Why. I don't know. I see. I guess it's it's just the crab in the bucket mentality. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely people that do help, right? So like, I do that volunteer mentorship program in Baltimore. So there are people who are trying to enact that change because they realize that a lot of our help is gonna have to come from within. Yeah, that's just the nature of it. But. A lot of people don't feel that way. And I'm sure people who listen to this are going to have an issue with what I'm saying about it, too, and feel like I'm wrong. Once again, I'm not saying that there that racism doesn't exist or that there are not issues mm-hmm. with the system. There are not things that hold minorities back or even not even just minorities, because the bigger issue is not race, it's class. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's definitely things that for people who are lower class members, of, not lower class, members, that sounds terrible, but in the 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 lower class mm-hmm. right financially there's roadblocks for everybody regardless of skin color you know what it might be 
regardless of who put those, you know, those classes there and the social constructs, it might be that slavery happened so recently that we're still on the come up. And like, you got to think about it, like black people are getting wealthier and wealthier and smarter and smarter. Yeah. And we're just, we're at that time where we're starting to become smarter and we're asking, you know, why are we not doing X, Y, and Z? And then, you know, the generation after us or the generation after that are the ones that are going to, well, we'll probably be the transition to where we start progressing. And you'll see more people, more black folks in the black communities doing better, wanting to do better and wanting to be smarter. And they're also, they're also like, there are also plenty of like other people that aren't from the hood that go to the hood and try to make the hood better. Like Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf is, and he lives in Compton. He's a great rapper, by the way. He lives People in. People haven't heard him rap before. Sorry. Yeah. Is he? In? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen to his freestyle. Yeah. YouTube it when we're done. Hmm. But yeah, Shia LaBeouf, he has a, he's, he's, he's spent his, his own money to help rebuild a rec center in Compton. Yeah. I think off of Watts or something like that. And he goes down there every day and kicks it and talks to kids and has. I mean, I just, I'm just so like for me, if everybody did something, something, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, like, for, like Jordans, I'm never going to spend a couple hundred dollars on Jordans. I don't understand why people do it. Yeah. But right. So if you take somebody who lives in a, a lower class neighborhood, a poor neighborhood, right? You know, there are kids struggling. They rely on government programs and whatnot for. Mm-hmm for sustenance or like school supplies or whatever. How about maybe not buy the latest pair of Jordans and go buy school supplies for a couple of kids in the neighborhood. Right. Yep. It's, and I feel like if, I think it's multiple things that yeah, tie into I mean, that. There's a whole, there's a, it's a whole thing. My, so my thing is there's not like a quick, a quick fix Yeah. for a lot of it. And I think people's like anger and frustration a lot of times is misplaced. Mm hmm. And that's kind of what I think is happening with the Jay Z situation, because like he's still doing things for the black community, and he's still getting denigrated now because he's has a deal with the NFL, and he hasn't even done anything. Especially wasn't he even the enemy yet. to begin yeah. with. He hasn't even done anything yet. Yeah. All right, so we'll we'll switch topics here. We're in about an hour plus right now, so we'll lighten it up a little bit <laughs> before. Before we before we uh, call it a day, so we're gonna finish it up with what's worse, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give you two options, and you tell me which would be the worst option to have. Okay. And we're gonna tie it back into our initial discussion with Sony and Marvel. Mm-hmm. So today's theme is gonna be superpowers. So do you think it's worse to have X-ray vision that you can't control? Mm-hmm. So that means it'll just randomly kick in. You'll be seeing through stuff, mm-hmm. right? Or would it be worse to be able to read minds, but you can't turn it off, which means it's always going. Oh, shit. Uh, with the x-ray vision, can you, like, when you look at where you're driving, do you see through the entire car when it turns on? Like, you can't see brake lights or nothing? All right, so I'm going I'm to take, I'm going to look at it like this. So, like, back in... Like the super hand, Superman thing, right? When he does his x-ray vision, mm-hmm. it's like he can kind of choose how far he looks in the stuff. Mm-hmm. In this case, you have that overall ability, which means you can look through multiple layers, but you can't control which layers. Shit, that means I could be rearing people left and right. Or what I'm thinking, because what, what initially popped in my head when I was thinking about this, let's say you got like a elderly 
you got a grandmother you're going mm-hmm. to visit in a nursing home mm-hmm. and you're walking down the hallway then boom the x-ray vision kicks on and you just see nothing but old lady butts so if we stick into that then i would say x-ray vision that would be worse that would be better i'm sorry what would be worse the uh the freaking read the minds that can't turn it off why because you're con- you're constant there's like no peace there's I mean, no when you sleep. That's I it. Mean, you could be like in a room by yourself. But still, at, at any other time in your still. life, there's no peace. Like imagine being in the gym. I mean, you would hear some some pretty foul stuff. Yeah, I would much rather like because I can stare at somebody dead in their eyes and like phase everything out. Oh, I've witnessed that. So I can I can do that. For anybody that doesn't know him personally, you can tell him the same thing. 30,000 times and he'll swear it's the first time that you told him that but i'll get excited every time you tell me something about yourself so if you ever want to feel good about I yourself guess that's also true he yeah. does approach it as if it really is the first time that he's heard it <laughs> so i mean i guess that's good and bad <laughs> but just for the record he will do that to you so you think i don't know man i'm really hung up on having to look at just old people junk just look at the top look at the top of their head you're not gonna not see it i cannot see it some of them be hanging down nope. to their kneecaps all you gotta do is just keep your eyes slightly squinted and just stare at one spot and you ain't gonna see not a damn thing or you just close your eyes i guess that wouldn't be bad you can just close your eyes when it happens I if, think, if, if you're looking at something that you don't want to look at i think being able to read minds but not being turned off would be pretty trash because like imagine if you're you imagine, about to get your heart broke on several mm. instances or imagine if you're at work and this dude is like all right i want to be a rapper so let me start freestyling in my head that and might just, be hilarious i'll be there dying but imagine if you hear it if, if you have to dying. hear it all day and it's absolute trash and I it's not like quiet it's loud all day and he sits right next to you can you yell in your mind yeah you can do anything you want up there. That's a dumb sounding question, but I'm legitimately curious. Speaking of yelling your mind, have you seen that video with the dude in the superheroes that said he could read minds? And he's like, I just need practice because right now I can only read my own mind. Oh, is that the Caleb City? I can't, I can't remember. Black, he goes by Caleb City. On black dude with glasses. Michael X. Malcolm X glasses. Yeah, yeah. That's Caleb City. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, he's hilarious. <laughs> Get out the room! Because it's like ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous humor. Mm-hmm. So there's him and pause the what's worse for a second. <laughs> there's uh, Caleb City and then R- RDC Supreme. Mm-hmm. They're like buddies. It's like a whole gang of them in RDC Supreme. And then, um, so those two are kind of like, like super nerds. Like they're mm-hmm. all in the anime and video games and whatnot. <laughs> So they're, a lot of their skits are based on that kind of stuff, and I think they're hilarious. And then on the other side, you got Long Beach Griffey. Yeah. The dude. <laughs> I follow Long Beach Griffey. Little, not, so P, no, not so PC, but it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. He did a, um, a video today, I think, maybe yesterday, about the Popeyes and Chick-fil-A thing. It's not what you would think, I'm just, I'm just thinking how good it was. Oh, the sandwich? Shut up. I'm going to get one. <laughs> That's going to happen. All right. But, yeah, so I think it would be worth Yeah, because you wouldn't have it after a while. You probably have no friends. Yeah. I could just imagine. Mate, you go link up with somebody. 
Like, I'd be like, what's up, dude? And then your mind, like, this bitch. Like, dang. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know that you can hear, and he finds out you can hear everything he's saying. Or, like, you walk up with your girl, and the whole the only thing you hear is just, like, him talking about how fine she is in his mind. Or, then, then or go, her then, talking then, about how fine he is. And then they, one of them progress on to what they would do. Or what they did. X-ray vision. Yeah, that's worse. I'm going to go ahead and go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and stick with the x-ray vision myself. All right. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and call it wraps for today, the first episode of the King Speed Podcast. Like I said, it's going to be a work in progress. We're going to switch some things up, introduce some new segments, some recurring things. And we're going to continue to be all over the place in terms of topics and segments. Sometimes the transition between those is going to be smooth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to be extra random. But, uh, yeah, that'll be it. So, King Ray. King K. King Speak out.